Bill Studios Bakers with us, President CIO of Robo Global. Glad you're with us because tech and semis have been all the talk this week, and we've gotten a lot of news at that. Um, did you learn anything new, and what's your current outlook? Well, I think it's still an exciting time to be a tech investor. And for the semis, I think this is a very unique cycle, okay? What we're seeing right now, it's much less cyclical and seasonal than it's ever been historically and much more sector driven because you have a lot of mega trends that are beginning to happen all at once, right? You've got the, the massive cloud deployment, you get the building of AI systems, you get the 5G upgrade cycle, you got autos going through electrification and industrial machinery is going through the next generation um, cycle upgrade. So the outlook is really bullish for semiconductors and the semi-equipment industry really, I think for the next five plus years. So when you look at the future, right? So you're talking about the next five plus years. Tell me a little bit about how the shortage on this chip sector, right? Because they're saying this lasts a couple of years. I mean, what are your thoughts and what could be some of the trends that we see once the chips are a little more available? Well, I think it's going to be very incremental, the, the capacity that's added this year and next year. So I think we're going to be in tight supply uh, really for their next couple of years and particularly for uh, seven nanometer and below uh, as we're going to sort of the higher value added chips, um, it's going to be it's going to be pretty tight. And I think you know, a lot of companies are trying to uh, create more capacity, but it's it's difficult. And you know you need to own the the leaders in AI and data centers, you know, like the Nvidia's and AMD's and ASML's. But there's a lot of lesser known companies that are going to benefit uh, by what's happening. Companies like Teradyne and Ambarella, uh, and there's a pretty big ecosystem of, of companies for investors to uh, to sort through. Yeah, let's start with Umbrella. I know you have that one as one of the names to watch here. Why do you like it? Well, we think it's, uh, it should be on your radar screen as really a, a Thomas vehicle play and as a go-to AI stock. Uh, last quarter, they posted a beat and raise reflecting uh, continued growth in computer vision uh, for uh, consumer surveillance and also for uh, the auto industry. I'd expect uh, a continuation of that in this quarter and the quarters to, to come. Um, they're really emerging as a growth stock in a market that's been paying a premium for semiconductor growth, especially in new categories such as AI computer vision. And um, they've quietly been transitioning a couple for the last couple of years into a computer vision based technology focusing on autonomous vehicles okay, and autos. Um, CV chips were about 10% of their revenue last quarter for the first time. And I think that's going to see, you know, more and more growth there. And separately, last quarter, they quantified their automotive funnel of revenue growth or of, uh, of signed commitments of 600 million by 2026. So again, this is really emerging as a, as a go-to AI company. Yeah. How about Teledyne, one you mentioned a short time ago in this conversation, acquiring FLIR Systems. This deal was announced earlier this year. Do you like the combined company? You know, you like what Teledyne's doing? We, I think the combined company is, is a home run. Um, their $8 billion acquisition of, of FLIR creates a, a, a sensing powerhouse. And Teledyne provides instrumentation for digital imaging, measurement, and mostly for aero and defense and some engineered systems. Uh, while FLIR had focused more on infrared, uh, 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 night imaging and measurement and diagnostic systems, 
But this is a real strong fit given they have complementary technologies and minimal overlap, and the deal is expected to be immediately accretive. So again, this is a name that not a lot of people pay attention to, um, but um, has a lot of great technology. Yeah, we have Teledyne and we have Teradyne, folks. They're both up there, so don't get them confused because Teradyne is a different story here and a robotics play, right? I mean, that's an interesting one for the decade to come. I mean, is this a long-term hold for you? I think it is. I mean, Teradyne, again, not to be confused with Teledyne, they focus on semi-cap equipment and also uh, on collaborative robots. Uh, a few years back, they made an acquisition of a Danish company called Universal Robots, so they're now one of the largest collaborative robot manufacturers in the world. We, we certainly know that there's a lot of um, um, strong secular pressures for tests and measurement on the semi-cycle, but importantly on collaborative robots. Um, these are robots that work alongside of people that have paybacks in many cases inside of months, not inside of years. Um, they announced their, their results last quarter. We're interested to see what comes up this quarter. Uh, but their universal robots in the last quarter saw uh, record sales up 41% quarter over quarter, and they're expecting 30% plus uh, robotic revenue growth looking into uh, 2021. And I think this continues uh, again for, for years. We're at the early levels or innings of penetration, and we think there's a lot to be excited about. Yeah. And if someone doesn't want to get one of these stocks, and then you have great ETFs, right, that you like to talk about, there's opportunities in robotics and AI, right? Robo Global has a couple ETFs. Right. So we have actually uh, three strategies. One is is Robo, which is our robotics uh, and automation uh, ETF. The ticker is Robo uh, or index. There is the uh, ETF that tracks it. We have our, um, our AI index, THNQ, uh, and then we have our healthcare innovation index, uh, HTEC, H-T-E-C. But as it relates to the semis, I think both Robo and Think provide investors with some pretty unique exposure uh, to the trends there, given that the uh, the semi exposure in both indices is uh, just roughly about 15%. So you get a lot of exposure to these demand trends that are coming without having the idiosyncratic risk of owning an individual security. So we would encourage investors to, uh, to think about that. Yeah. Bill, great to chat with you this Friday. Thank you very much. Great stuff. We appreciate it. And looking at some, obviously, some trends of the next decade, too, here. Bill Studebaker, President, CIO, Robo Global. Thank you.